from the Diocese of Gallup. Welcome to Crozier Cast. This is a special mini-sode, and we just wanted to briefly talk about a couple of um, house bills that are going on in New Mexico specifically. I know um, half of our diocese is in Arizona, but um, this, this, these two topics specifically concern New Mexico. So, Bishop Wall, do you want to break it down for us? Sure. We have, um, as you said, we're in two states. And when it comes to life issues, um, you know, in Arizona, the, our life issues are great. We've actually received some national awards for being the top state when it, when it comes to preserving, uh, preserving life over there. But unfortunately, in New Mexico, it's a complete opposite. And so I think there's a lot of things that contribute to this. You know, we, we elect politicians that uh, either pass or, or won't pass bills that, um, that you know, pass bills that, that are, uh, promote the culture of death or, or won't, won't, um, that, that won't pass bills that promote the gospel of life. Um, so, you know, I think one of the things we all need to think about is when we are going to a poll, to the poll when we are voting for somebody, who are we voting for? I think that's that's kind of the, that's a that's a really important thing, um, because you know our vote puts legislators in. Legislators are the ones that propose bills, and then they're the ones ultimately that will 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 vote on and sign these these bills. So I think we have to be really careful about that. Um, who it is that we we elect and and who it is that we promote. Um, so we have two bills, really, really bad bills, and they both are, they both promote the culture of death. And so one bill is, uh, is, is decriminalizing abortion. Abortion, that's a law that we have on, on our books. I think we've had it since the early 60s, if I'm not right. Um, if I'm not wrong, I guess, if I'm not wrong. And, um, but when, when in 1973, that horrendous decision bad decision, it was a wrong decision, um, you know, passing Roe v. Wade, it was similar to our country when we allowed, we allowed slavery, um, you know, looking at a human as just property um, for anybody to do, do whatever they want with, but we, when we uh, allowed uh, Roe v. Wade, that overrode any sort of state rights when it, when it came to things like this, a bill that would decriminalize abortion. So um, this is trying to pass, and unfortunately, uh, today's Friday, and unfortunately, two days ago on Wednesday, it passed in, in, in the House in New Mexico, and now it's to be heard in the Senate and to be voted upon in the Senate. But again, it's just another, another attempt to promote the culture of death. Yeah. And I think we should be clear here, too, because as we said, and I'll link to the letters that we sent out, <clears throat> when we talk about decriminalizing abortion, we're not at all interested in turning women who have an abortion or anything into criminals. Absolutely not. Right. So it's, it's, we, I think we have to be careful in the language here because so many times the problem is that women feel forced into it through a lack of options or they're, they don't know where else to turn. Or it's, again, like you said, there's such a culture of death that they don't have all other alternatives. And, and, and it harms the woman as well. And so, you know, a, a lot of times as, as people who are pro-life, we're accused of not caring about the woman, but we absolutely do, we care about both. And so when we talk about the decriminalization of abortion, we don't mean that we should throw every woman in, in jail who gets one. Instead, it just means recognizing that abortion is, is an evil and it should not be, you know, doctors and health, health practitioners and clinics and sometimes not even doctors, midwives or whoever should not 
perform these. Yeah, it know, shouldn't procedures. be. It shouldn't be legal. Yeah, it should not be legal. And I think what we're seeing is we've seen that that, that horrendous bill that was passed in in New York and it was celebrated, which is just you know it's like a lot of people sitting around and cheering for sin. It's what that it's what that is. And uh, it, it, and you know attempted to pass in other states. I think what we're seeing is the uh, pro-death culture, the proponents of, of the pro-death culture, uh, the culture of death, are, are seeing that perhaps Roe v. Wade could be overturned. And hopefully it is, because it's just, it's a bad bill. It was a bad decision. It wasn't correct. It never was correct. And, um, and so if that happens, then it will go back to states. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think what's happening is the, uh, the proponents of the culture of death are trying to get things into place in states so they can just continue, uh, you know, as we call it, the death, death Star killing machine. And, uh, and that's what's happening here. It has nothing about, you know, when we, we can dress it up and say women's reproductive rights all we want, uh, we can use a scientific term fetus all we want, well, no matter what we do, but ultimately it comes down to killing the child in the womb, dismembering mm -hmm. the child in the womb, a horrific act in the womb. And so, um, this bill, this horrible bill in New Mexico, cannot go forward. Um, because what happens when we, when we pass bills like this, it makes us a less compassionate, more, a less loving, a less caring society. And if you look around what's going on in our world today, especially in our society, you, you look around, a lot of it has is, is contributed that to how it is that we, we treat the most vulnerable in society. And the most vulnerable in society is the child in the womb. Mm -hmm. So we shouldn't be surprised, it's sad, but we shouldn't be surprised of how violent we become as a society because we're willing to kill a child in the womb. And not only just willing to do it, we're, we're willing to enshrine it in law. Yeah. And so... Um, well, it's like you said, Father Josh, and I'll, I'll link to his homily in the show notes, at the Four Corners March for Life that happened, had just one of the best speeches I've ever heard. Like, it really stuck with me. <clears throat> and he talked about how in in our country we've it's supposed to we're supposed to be a land of the free life liberty and the pursuit of happiness for all but that's a lot of times never been the case it's like look we can wipe out the native americans because they're not on sure. the same level as we are we can have slaves we can deny women the right to vote we can it's fine that germany you know is is sending jews to concentration camps there's always been a pattern of viewing humans as as less than us and so this falls into that pattern but it's it's worse. It's it's also bad on the same level because it's defenseless human beings. You know? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people say, and I think uh, Fulton Sheen even said this too. I think Father Josh had said this at the talk too. A lot of people said, you know, we really, I mean, we did we'd done horrible things even prior to that. But as a country, we really crossed the line when we dropped the two bombs at the, toward the end of uh, yeah. World War II to to uh, to win the battle in the in the in the Pacific. And uh, because it wasn't a, so much about um, uh, uh, defeating an aggressor, it was also taking the lives of thousands of innocent people too. Civilians and most, we, mostly Christians. When yeah. we did that. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, so when we can do that and, and essentially turn a blind eye to it, you know, we can easily turn a blind eye to the child in the womb, too. Yeah, and that's that's what got, it really pricked my conscience, because I'd kind of bought into that argument for a while of uh, the doing, you know, killing a few for the good of the many, Sure. you know? 
And so that's why his, his homily really stuck with me is what are these, you know, implicit biases that we have or these things that we assume are fine. It's fine to have abortion if, you know, up to a certain point or whatever. Well, inevitably that leads to up to the moment of birth. And in some cases, even if a, a child has been born alive, it's fine to let them die. Sure. You know, it's yeah. it's not a, a slippery slope fallacy because this is something that we've seen happen and now it's been celebrated in New York. And so that's what we're trying to prevent here because it is in, in New Mexico, we have abortion up to, I think, um, we're one of through. The, we're one of these states, one of the few states mm -hmm. that, that currently does have late-term abortion. We don't even have parental notification. Yeah. So as you know, say, you know, you, uh, you know, a, a nurse in the school can't give your child an aspirin without permission, but uh, the nurse can take your child to have an abortion um, performed without without even, even notifying you. And in many cases that plays right into rape and human trafficking yep. and pedophilia. Yep. It enables those people. And of course another part of this bill that we see is it eliminates conscience protections. So, yeah. I mean for instance, my mother is a doctor and if she was to practice in, in certain places she would be forced to you know, to participate in these without being fined or fired. Yeah, and it's you not, know? you know, to violate your conscience. I think when people think about that, well, well okay. You know, it's, that's, that's just causing you to maybe change your opinion or something or have a different outlook. No, this is talking about performing something and performing an act which is intrinsically evil uh, or cooperating with it somehow. You know, there's different levels of cooperation. And we're talking about an act which is always wrong. That's, it's murder. It's mm -hmm. taking an innocent life. Yeah. Dismembering an innocent life, you know. Yeah. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. So this is bad legislation. So what can we do? I think there's a few things we can do. First of all, we call our legislators. They're the ones that we vote. We vote for them. Where they're the ones that we put them in office. And because we're the ones that do that, we can contact them and um, and uh, let them know what we think. You know, as you know, it, you know, as a as a bishop, I can I can vote for people. I can contact people. I can let them know what I think as well. And I think every you know citizen has that right to do. So I, I would uh, flood, their, flood their offices with uh, phone calls, uh, flood their offices with emails, tweet things, whatever. We need, we need to make sure that our voice is heard and let people know that you know, the land of enchantment doesn't mean the land of the culture of death. The land of enchantment means the land where the gospel of life is proclaimed and lived and everybody, everyone has, uh, has a right to life, you know, even the most vulnerable. And I'd say also look, at, look up um, companies or groups that support um, abortion or, or you know, anti-life measures in the state of New Mexico, because a lot of times we see that politicians, they're, they're bought off, essentially. They sure. get campaign donations. Follow the money. So use your, use your, you know, vote with your pocketbook as well. Yeah, follow the money. It's all, it's all about the money, mm -hmm. you know. It's all about the Benjamins, right? Yeah. Um, so there's another horrible Again, and this all goes about with uh, the gospel of life and uh, the term that's coined by Pope St. John Paul II. And uh, so many people have grown, grown up on that term, knowing that we've been formed on that term to understand about the gospel of life and, and to, to overcome the culture of death. And the other is this physician-assisted suicide that's, that's coming into our country, and, or into our state, into our country. And, you know, it's, it's, much of it's not from within. It's money that comes from outside. And, and much of it has to do with the old uh, Hemlock Society. And all they've done is just dressed up their name, you know, Death with Dignity or whatever they call themselves, uh, Mercy Killing, these things like that. These are all ridiculous. 
No, they're they're not. They're not. They're they're. It's again another way of promoting a particular agenda, and the agenda here is the culture of death. And it it um, it's you know God's the giver and author of all human life. Life is to be cherished. Life is to be cared for. Life is to be protected from conception until natural death. Yeah. And and so many people, you know, if you're you're in pain, uh, maybe you've got uh, you're suffering from cancer, terminal illness, whatever the case might be. You know, sometimes that your situation can change, and um, and you know when with suicide, physician assisted suicide, once it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. The situation can't change, and um, and and so they're they're trying to put forth this bill again. There's there's you just got to follow the money. It's all about money. Well, I think it also comes down to a misunderstanding of bioethics. I mean, it's. You know, everybody, they, they dress it up as mercy, right? If you're close to death, well, we're just going to put you out of your misery. But there's a difference between allowing somebody to die naturally and yep. doing it with, you know, allowing them in the best way. You don't have to continue life's, you know, treatment that's just going to extend your life if you have terminal cancer or something. You can be allowed to die naturally and as, as painless as possible the way your body would have. And then there's a difference between that and then artificially just taking someone's life ahead of time, which is what we're talking about. And we've also seen that, again, this leads to things like somebody will say, well, I'm depressed. I'm just not happy, so I'd like to die. And then they allow that, you know. Sure. We've seen that. I mean, that that happens. Mm -hmm. Happens throughout the world. You know, my father died from uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, and which is a a horrific, horrific disease. And, um, but he, he, he died naturally. And, um, I think about the time with my father, with kids, grandkids, my mother, everyone. It really was a, a great way for us to show compassion. And as I said, it, the culture of death makes us a less compassionate, less loving, less caring society. And I, I think this is what we need to come back over and over and over again to this. You know, you know, any form of suicide makes you know participates in the culture of death. Any form of suicide, whether it's doctor, physician or, you know, initiated on the individual's uh, part, any sort of suicide, you know, again, makes our culture less compassionate, love care, less caring. And, um, and it, we really don't want to go down that way because it's, we're there in many ways as yeah. it is. And so for us to turn the tide, it means to not, not promote legislation such as this. Again, yeah. what do we do? We contact our legislator. We make our voice heard. We speak the truth. We always speak it in love, and uh, we don't want to scream, shout, or just kind of be nasty. Because if we do that, then people say, "Wow, I could look at them! There they go again." And uh, no, we we want to we want to speak and act as Jesus did, and that's always uh, out of love. Yeah. All right. So um, I will link to all this. If you if you're listening to this and you're not in your computer, or whatever, you can go to just New Mexico Find My Legislator on Google, and it will pull it right up. We'll also have all these links in our uh, show notes. If you if you're at a computer. Um, but really it is important as much as you can to, to make your voice heard and, you know, d- find the, the companies or the people that are supporting this and, and pull your support, you know, if, if that means that much to you. So, yes. all right. Well, thanks, Bishop Wall. You're welcome. Thank you. God bless.